0: Thanks for joining us for the Customer Experience Podcast. My name is Troy Bachelor and we're going to be discussing client-centric best practices, tools, and ideas with today's top facility management leaders. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please be sure to share it on any of your social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Facebook. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. If you have ideas for future podcasts or future interviews, please uh, be sure to email me, Troy Bachelor at LLC.com, and I look forward to uh, getting your feedback. Enjoy. Okay, thanks for joining us, Tom. I appreciate you jumping on a call with me. I know that uh, you have kind of a hectic schedule, And uh, it's good to hook up with you, but I appreciate you participating in the podcast. Uh, We're always welcoming new folks to the podcast from different backgrounds, different industries, primarily, obviously, facility related type things. But uh, if you would just take a few minutes and kind of introduce yourself.
1: Well, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. I'm in facilities. That's why we're having this conversation. And I have been in doing retail. I was in retail facilities for about uh, 17 years, 18 years. Uh, worked for a company called US Maintenance, became USM, which is now MCOR. Uh and we managed. I, I was a senior account manager on many of the big box accounts, such as Harbor Freight, Dollar General, just to name just to name a few, and manage okay. a few other accounts uh, like FedBath Bath and Beyonds, Bye Bye Baby, Starbucks. The list the list goes on and on. And sure. uh, yeah, they're a great doing, company doing that, working for a, a Fortune 500 company doing the facilities in retail was the primary contact with the corporate liaison, so to speak, with, with Mm -hmm. Ballard general uh, and Harbor Freights and and a few other accounts, which I, which I enjoyed immensely. Uh, Now I'm working uh, kind of on the other side of the spectrum. I'm working at corporate for a, for a small company in, in Delaware Uh, we do self storage and I'm the, I'm the facilities manager for corporate. So, so now, uh, now, now it's, are kind now of really you good. now you you see the other side of the desk, right? It, exactly. It's not. It's not exactly. Uh, I've always said, oh, I, you know, I I could work at corporate at PetSmart or Petco. I do this, that, and the other thing. It's not. It's not as easy as it appears. So, so tell
0: us a little bit about some of the best practices that you particularly used in the field because you managed obviously a number of different accounts and uh, obviously the labor that uh, well not obviously the labor that kind of went and took care of those particular accounts. Kind of how did you help manage those details? I think that it would be an interesting perspective.
1: The one thing that I've learned and, and I still have to tell myself, I even told myself today, is that if they're all priorities, there are no priorities. You have to set your schedule, set your day, even though there are fires. I've had my fireman, we chatted a few minutes before our interview, I've had my fireman had on all week. It's, it's been, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a rough week, but you can't, you, you, you have to set your own expectations. You can't immediately tell the client, Hey, we're going to fix this now because chances are we may not, we may not fix it. We may not repair it immediately. You have to take right. a step back, take a breath and say, Hey, get with you, whether you're subbing out work or whether it's your own, your own staff or whether it's yourself, when can I, actually expect this to get completed and yep. communicating with the client my my uh, my biggest pet peeve uh is communication and and that's what some of the some of the clients that i've dealt with uh also say hey i just want an update i if, if i don't expect everything to get done immediately but tom um, let me know when it's going to get done and so i can let my team know and, and it's, it's communication and and just and not rushing to conclusions because and managing like, those
0: expectations, both of your team as well as the client. I think that uh, it's really important to be able to manage those expectations. And and you're right. I think you said something very unique that a lot of people uh, don't necessarily do. It's very easy to fall into that reactionary trap. Right. And you're constantly just reacting to the fires or the emails and not, you're, you're not actually making forward progress. Um, so that's, that's you're giving them lip service
1: and, and I, I caught myself just doing it recently and and it's constant, the constant phone tablets, whatever you're always getting phone calls or emails or texts and it's hard not to immediately respond. And it's, it's something that, everybody can grow on. Every, everybody can grow on that particular, hey, I'd rather give the right answer than a quick answer. Now, what? how did you
0: originally get into the facilities industry?
1: Uh, purely, literally by accident.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I, I didn't go to school for business or facilities. Um, I, a friend of mine was working at USM and said, okay. hey, we're looking for. I was still going to school at the time. We're we're looking for part time work. Sure, I'll, I'll make a couple dollars, and it's something I had a knack for. Obviously, I've been doing it for almost two decades now, and and I. Yep. It's it's a weird thing when I, I didn't know I was going to be a janitor when I grew up, but uh, but I am. Um,
0: and well, and, and you know, I think uh, a lot of times the that particular part of the industry is looked down upon, and. And it is really one of the more important parts of the industry that tends to get ignored. Um, oh, it, to be honest.
1: It is, and and what I'm dealing with right now, and it's it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I I'm trying to find in-house maintenance techs, and I'll tell you, it is it it is whether it's an age thing, but there's unfortunately the folks who are going to school, they're not going to school to work with their hands these days, and and it's yeah, well, it's 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 from you, you may see it from a more global aspect, from bigger big box clients, things of that nature. But there's not a lot of people who like to, to work with their with their hands on a, on fixing hot water heaters, uh, patching roofs. It's it's yeah, an we're,
0: we're finding it in our industry too. I mean, it's a it's a tougher challenge, where uh, because technical skills aren't taught as much in school uh, from the high school level. Uh, right. Through college, uh, the, the technical trades are tending to to dwindle because, you know, there was the big dot com thing and then the Internet thing. And now there's this gig economy. Gig economy is uh, something that's kind of taken over where people uh, are driving an Uber car or they are able to take surveys online for money or actually there's an, a couple of apps that you can actually perform surveys for. Uh, they're shipped there's uh, all these now home delivery companies that are out there that you know people are working part-time and yep. they're making good money and, and not necessarily having to turn a wrench or like you say clean a floor or run a buffer or something like that it 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 makes it a very unique challenge we uh, our technicians repair shopping carts and they travel to some degree and and that's that industry again it's a um, it takes a technical knowledge. I mean, you have to be handy, obviously, uh, to be able to do it. And But it, it you're right. It is a, a tough economy. But I think, you know, it's funny when I ask you that and I ask a lot of people about how they got into the industry. It's um, it's funny how the small decisions we make uh, lead us to larger, you know, longer term careers and, and things of that nature. We fall into something we like and we tend to stick with it. And then we kind of stick in that same industry as we go along. So it's all, I'm always interested to hear people's backstories. Tell me, uh, kind of think through what, what advice would you give yourself from an industry perspective? uh, if you did have that chance to go back and give yourself advice 20 years ago?
1: Uh, Go to tech school. That's right. By any, I, I just want One to of my know. interviewers run. said run. That's what I would tell them. <laughs> That's a heck of a question. And and, and it, it's I because retail is so funny these in 2018, almost 2019 already. Yep. It is, I didn't know that we'd be closing down Macy's and JC Penney's. And, and it's, it's really, it's affected USM. It's one of the reasons why I had to I look for another job. I'm like, Hey, we're, we're losing accounts left and right. I have to, I have to get into yeah. trying to find something else because it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. not really, it, it's, I, I think I would tell, I think I would give myself advice a little bit like I alluded to earlier. It's nothing, nothing, We're not saving lives. A lot of, a lot of my, a lot of clients, I've seen a lot of people burn out in this industry, whether they're in the field, uh, whether they're at corporate, whether they're, they're on the front lines, just because it is a high pressured industry. So one of the things
0: um, you know, uh, and and I kind of uh, see your role now, obviously managing on site field techs and things of that nature. Talk to me about kind of how you, set a standard for them. I mean, that it, it's still a customer experience, right? To make sure that the Absolutely. properties are maintained, all that kind of stuff. Tell me kind of how you, and, and you, ha- how long have you been with them now, Tom?
1: Uh, just seven months. So it's, it's okay. still, so it's, you're still
0: new yeah. to that role. <clears throat> and I think that's a, a great place to be in the fact that one, you changed from, yes, you were in the industry, but now you're flipped tables and now you're managing those multiple properties and managing other services and managing field techs. But similar in the fact that you have to manage expectations, kind of give some advice as to how you attacked that when you first started there.
1: Well, it literally, you alluded to went from a fortune 500 company to a family owned business, which was, which uh, there was no, stru- there was there was structure for, business they've been around for quite some time sent to right. myself storage uh, right. they're really there they're, there was some expectations some maintenance expectations but what I I'm still in the middle of literally just reworking reworking hours on site reworking actual what these guys do hey if if Dennis is going to be at, at site ABC for eight hours what the heck is he doing all day and, yeah. and just necessarily not necessarily, yeah, well, tracking them, tracking what they do, talking to the managers, hey, is Dennis doing everything that he should be doing for eight hours, or, you know, should we send him to another site? We have yep. down the road where, where we have, it, it's it's literally, uh, I'm creating the, the, the processes and the procedures.
0: So, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit work. And uh, let's talk about kind of how you keep yourself motivated. One of the things you mentioned is that you really love what you do. And, uh, and and you mentioned that even in our initial uh, phone call. And um, so what what is it that you love about what you do? And kind of what keeps you motivated?
1: Uh, Right now, I, I was kind of at a stale point my old, my old career. Uh, My we all reach those yeah 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 we all do we we all do not not to say anything bad about my former employer, nope. but uh just kind of reached a stale point and uh, wanted something new and uh right now the the folks who I work with the, the the team i guess some folks are some people are meant for a smaller company some mm-hmm. everybody's not meant for that fortune five hundred company where they are employee ABC uh, right. or get an employee number um i where i work directly with the president the vice president the owner on a daily basis and what i really enjoy is that the ideas that i bring to the table are fresh uh and they might something that they may not have thought of uh the 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 positive reinforcement is is something that uh, is refreshing and just just being a part of being a part of a team because at the end of the day we're, I'm the maintenance manager. <laughs> I, well, the you feel
0: like, I, I think what you're, what I hear you saying is you feel like you make much more of a difference there and, um, and that's recognized. And I think that's a big part <laughs> of it. whether have, you're a small company or a big company, we, it's important to recognize though, that, that, and others.
1: Correct. That, 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 that's, that's exactly right. And uh, just the, yeah, the the feedback and and just the, the personal uh, one-on-ones with 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 everyone, whether it be the managers, the on-site, the on-site techs. It's not um, sitting behind a, a cube or a desk jockey, so to speak. So i I've been there seven months. I've never had the same day twice,
0: uh, um, and you never will. I mean, uh, that's the nature of kind yeah. of what we do. It might not be directly retail, but it is retail. You know, correct. That's that. I've always said people love or hate retail. There's really not kind of no in between. Um, And uh, you know, you like the change in environment, you like the interaction and you like the pace. And a lot of people who really love retail, that's what they like, that customer interaction, uh, that kind of thing. And those that don't like retail, they would prefer not to have to interact with that many people on a regular basis. Now, have you ever, uh, have you had any mentors or anything like that as you've uh, grown through the industry? Absolutely. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's about uh,
1: that. quite a few, uh, a lot of, a lot of them. Uh, I, I, my one, my one, my one supervisor, I didn't do it. I didn't do something right. And, uh, words of wisdom, I still live by. He said, Judd, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble, but this is what I did. He said, Tom, Adults go to prison. They don't get in trouble. You couldn't have done anything that, you couldn't have done anything that wrong. (laughs) That's a great perspective.
0: Right. Unless you
1: killed somebody
0: or robbed somebody and you're not going to go to jail, you're going to live through it.
1: Exactly. It's it's kind of just what we alluded to earlier, like take a deep breath and okay, everybody messes up. Did we lose the account? No. Okay. Let's, let's figure out, let's figure out what, what to do. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and again, I think we, just the high pressure, another one of my, uh, I've traveled to different clients uh, with another gentleman who just kind of taught me how to have fun with this, not, not, not be too serious and just, just take a step back and, yep. you know, Hey, we tend to
0: take ourselves in life a little too seriously. Uh, you know, we're, we're all going to end up in the same place. And <laughs> that's Right. Nobody in my mind or nobody that I've ever met got up this morning and said, man, I'm going to try to do a terrible job today. That's my goal. <laughs> uh, nobody ever wakes up like that, that I believe. Uh, I, I, I truly think everybody wants to try to do their best. Some may not be fitted for the place that they are, or the position that they are. And those you try to help find things that will, they'll enjoy. And uh, that's always uh, a, an aspect of, of running or managing people. But the majority of people really want to get up and do the right thing and, and, and do their best.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. My, well, the other piece of advice actually one of the, my clients gave me and I, I don't know if I, I don't want to name names, but uh, okay. yeah, he, he said, Tom, I like you, uh, but I never want to talk to you. I, he said, You're <laughs> a good guy. You can, come to, you can come down to the quarterly meetings, but and whenever I talk to you, it's a problem. That's he right. said, if I want to talk to you, I'll, Talk to you about a, a Philly cheesesteak or, or, or something like that. I don't want to talk to you. It That's just it. back to the invisibility of of facilities. Everything should be seamless and look good and and be and be good.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What did you see that made that change in the facilities industry over the next five to ten years? How do you see it
1: changing? Um, well, it, it's it's kind of interesting. It's not that we're 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 losing the, say, old school stores, the Macy's, the J.C. JCPenney's, uh, the Kmart's, but if you look at Business Insider or, or any websites, a couple of the, the accounts that I, a couple of the stores that I worked with uh, on a one-on-one basis, the dollar stores, the, the Dollar General, the Harbor Freights, they are, there's just a Harbor Freight built about 10 miles away from here, and mm-hmm. Dollar General, I think, just opened, I forget the number of store, I follow them on uh, indeed or uh, LinkedIn I'm sorry it is it's not the It's not the bigger stores it's the hey it's the customer it's not the Walmart's either it's the it's the stores like the Harbor Freight with the dollar where the customer can get a little bit
0: more for their dollar but even in that transition you know let's bring it back around back to the customer experience all of those details that we're talking about from the big box the floors being clean the lights being in, you know, working, uh, all of that stuff, all the details still matter to that customer experience and still make a difference. And it's changing how us as facility team people, uh, manage locations, manage labor, manage, uh, third parties, uh, what technology are we using and adopting to make ourselves much more efficient so that we can transition out of those big boxes where we'd have guys spending eight, 10 hours a day in the, uh, in the Sears right, or the, the Ford, or whatever to now they're going to a Harbor Freight where they can get a store done in a couple of hours. Uh, so I mean, now that team busy, right? Because you can't do the floors in the middle of the day when the customers are there. Correct. So those are correct, always yeah. the challenges that we're always, uh, we're always working through. Right. Uh,
1: ha- absolutely. If, if, uh, but that's, that's what makes it fun. That that's, 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 it. that's, that's what makes that's what makes that's it the
0: fun challenge. That's the fun challenge.
1: And, and then you have to schedule everything on it, which is, which you mentioned. Yeah. Everything's at night and not a lot of, that's a whole other, that's a whole other half an hour we can talk about. The schedule.
0: I was going to say logistics is not my, my, my uh, favorite thing in the world,
1: <laughs>
0: but anyway, you're right. That's uh, that's all we could, we could spend a ton of time talking about scheduling and all that kind of stuff. So, what kind of parting words do you have, Tom? Anything you want to share with anybody? Uh, we're going to put your contact information below the podcast. And okay. uh, so that if anybody uh, wants to visit the website and uh, reach out to you via LinkedIn, they can send you an invite. Uh, if uh, some of our uh, folks that listen from Prism or Specs that are in the uh, self storage industry, uh, I know that the, you would love to have them reach out to you and. Uh, share some information or or potentially join your group uh i think that would be excellent
1: as well right yeah and i actually have uh, and i'll i'll uh later on this afternoon uh you had mentioned anyone else one of my mentors actually i mentioned i mentioned our conversation and uh he's he's probably has about 40 years of uh, experience in this industry so uh oh great i'll shoot you his his, his contact information but uh, i really really appreciate you having me on. And like I, like I said, before we even started talking, I was talking to to the president of my company. I said, Hey, you know, if you uh, get bored of me rambling about, about this, that, and the other thing about facilities at work, you can, you can listen to me first (laughs) online talking about, talking about work. But uh, make sure when
0: we, when we post the, the, the podcast, we'll make sure you send the link and share it on your profile as well. We, we always appreciate, uh, uh, you sharing it on all the different social media things, so
1: okay, yeah, that's it's great.
0: And, uh, and share some best practices. So, Tom, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll we'll see you on the podcast. All right.
1: Yeah. Good luck, and uh, we'll we'll keep in touch via via LinkedIn.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us on the, today's podcast. Look for us every couple of weeks. Be sure to subscribe. Also, please share with everyone you know on all of your social media platforms. We would appreciate the promotion. And if you have ideas for guests or topics we'd love to hear from you, email me at troybachelor at And we'll see you on the next podcast.